Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. Always happy to be here, and I love the topic of today's episode. It is a one of your favorites, I would say. Uh, today we are going to be breaking down King's Canyon in our early guide for this ranked split. Before we do that, though, we want to make sure you join us on Discord to ask questions for the podcast, chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Uh, you know, make sure you follow Henry and I's personal accounts on Twitter, at Kirk Rudochet and at HB Burson. Link for all those things are going to be in the description below. We both have some pretty spicy tweets, so go over there. Drop a like, retweet, whatever you got to do. You'll get some Apex. You'll get some Lakers for me. You'll get some golf records, maybe, if I ever go golfing again, if I have some free time. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Shay and I have been trying to plan a Backpacking hike. trip, yes. We're trying to touch grass uh, for the first time in a long time. I'm putting it on the calendar right now. I can't put it on the calendar right now. I got too much stuff going <laughs> like, on. We got a lot going on. But we're working on it, and maybe we'll tweet some pics of that. I'm not going to say that in two weeks would work, but in two weeks would work on the weekend. In two weeks is not going to work for me and us. We got way too much stuff going on on the Damn production it. side. Dang it. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> I um, think we just dive right in. Okay, yeah. I, here's what we're doing. We're talking Kings Canyon ranked. We're here to give you guys a refresher. And to be honest with you, not a lot has changed, you know, since last time. It's not like Kings Canyon has received massive map updates. But I think getting our strategies, or at least our stra- intentions for strategies, things may change after we played, and we'll keep you updated if they do on the podcast, of course. Uh, but as of right now, we kind of have a game plan going into ranked. And we'll share that with you now. But to start, I guess, let's talk about some overall ranked strategies for Apex as a whole. And the one thing we really just need to talk about with that is placement. Like we've been saying a lot on the podcast recently, it's valued more than ever before. And so prioritizing placement over kills is just going to be a really strong tool to allow you to climb the ranks if that's your end goal. You know, if you're just going to try and get high kill games and such, obviously do your thing. Probably play pubs. But for climbing the ranks in a ranked guide, placement, 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 placement. Like we've been talking about, the difference between a fifth and a third right now, it's just so drastic that it's uh, hard to, you know, say you should be chasing kills uh, if you have the opportunity to get to somewhere powerful and climb the ranks and placement. Yeah, it's definitely different than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how things change going into next season. Totally. But for this split, yeah, you you want to be playing to win. You want to be playing the long game. And we'll kind of go over how we think you should do that in terms of where to drop, how to rotate, mm-hmm. what legends to pick in order to support that play style. The other thing that is pretty important and ranked uh, and definitely vital to playing on King's Canyon is understanding power positions Um, and more so than any other map. We'll get more into power positions in a little bit, but it's important to know that understanding the POIs and the different angles for King's Canyon, probably the most important map to fully 
know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because of that. Well, let's talk about the difference between Kings Canyon and Olympus because these are two maps that are obviously quite different, not in terms of aesthetic, but also in terms of play style and how you go about approaching them from a ranked perspective. We've gotten quite used to Olympus now for a while. And let's talk about the first thing, which is probably the biggest difference between the two is that Kings is not a circle. And so how things flow in terms of rotations and combats and third parties is going to feel a bit different. It's going to play a lot different. Not everything's pushing straight towards this, you know, what we started calling the rhombus of death on Olympus. Mm -hmm. Like there are areas you want to avoid on Kings, but it isn't the same funnel where everything tries to put you in the same spot. With that in mind though, Kings, you never really know where the other teams are going to be. And it's a smaller map. So third partying does happen. And so you got to make sure you are starting and finishing fights as quickly as possible. Something we you know, recommend in general, but I think it's really emphasized on Kings Canyon specifically. Yeah, the, the map is called Kings Canyon. In some ways, it's modeled like a canyon with a stream of water going down the middle that's overlooked by two watchtowers and high ground on either side. That being said, that kind of sounds scary. I don't personally feel like you need to avoid the center of the map. Yeah, um, You can rotate through it, and as long as you're staying on the high side and doing so quickly, it, right now I don't view it as a death sentence. So mm-hmm. the rotations for Kings Canyon are maybe a little bit more open than in other maps, but it's important to point out that you have jump towers, and that's it. There's no mm-hmm. triadents, there's no gravity cannons, um, and so things are a little bit more old school. And even though rotations are perhaps more straightforward, um, maybe you're going a little bit more out of your way uh, mm-hmm. than you have to on other maps in order to get to where you need to be. And honestly, we used to say the tridents didn't make a difference. Like that didn't affect how you played at all. And then yeah. last split was our most successful split ever on Olympus. And we very much relied on the trident. And because there's no trident, we will actively be changing our team comp specifically because of it. We were playing Crypto, Watson, Gibby, uh, and using the Trident to rotate. And that is just not possible on Kings. You have to have some sort of rotational ability. We'll get into that when we talk about team comps. But I think it is interesting to see how that map structure, comparing the two, is actively going to affect a lot of how you play the game. Because switching Legends changes changes just how you play in general. And to piggyback off of that, another thing that will definitely impact the legend meta for Kings Canyon is the building structure. Massively different than Olympus. Couldn't be more different in terms of how the basic small buildings are designed on Kings Canyon. Um, And really, they're going to support more defensive legends. Totally. Based off of just how the doors are positioned, where the windows are, there's cracks in some buildings, which Mm -hmm. are fun to exploit. But at the end of the day, um, Watson is going to be more effective on King's Canyon than on Olympus. Yeah, totally. I mean, just the style of combat in general is different between these two. We talk about Olympus as a bit more medium to long range in terms of engagements and a lot more open areas. There's not as much huge differences in high ground. Like It's just an overall open map. The cover is all artificial, so it's just... It, it, I'm not going to say it looks better. It looks cleaner, and it's just a different aesthetic all around. And versus 
kings, you're on an island. You're in a canyon. There's weird kinds of covers. There's interesting rock formations, and understanding how to play around them is quite interesting. In general, it's just going to also play smaller. There's certain areas of the map where, yes, there's long lines of sights for sure, but in general, your combat's going to be probably much more in that medium to close-ish range in terms of just you know, combat to combat, where you got some end goals on spots to get you where that's not the case. But in general, you're going to be taking shorter range fights, and that's just going to equate to a different style of play. And as most people would say, that's going to, you know, equate to better controller players, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's what they say. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's talk about our favorite drop locations. And we got three that we picked out. And I think there's also going to be some contenders. We're going to try some new ones as well um, that we've kind of seen some people mess around with in uh, tournaments and such. But there's three right now we are very confident in. I will let you uh, lead us through these as they're probably some of your favorite POIs in the entire game. (laughs) Totally. Um, So the first one is Rig and the small spill-off POI south of Rig. Yep. Um, we actually, even if it's uncontested, sometimes opt to land in the unnamed POI south mm-hmm. of Rig first, just because there is this decent loop there and you have a jump tower and a zipline in order to get into Rig. Mm-hmm. Um, big appeal here is you're on the edge, you got a um, charge tower, mm-hmm. it's a high tier loop, typically uncontested. Um, and when it is, you drop in the spill off and you're able to go in there and get the high ground and hopefully take a good fight. We'll just rattle through them. Now we can come back. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Then map room. Uh, this is one of my favorite POIs in the game. If you're not running a, a recon legend, this is the best option for you um, in terms of getting better placement, having a better rotation. And getting intel in terms of where teams are and where mm-hmm. you should be if you want to be safe or if you want to get kill points depending on which rank you're in. There's also a charge tower here. It's also on the edge. It's also decent loop. Not as good as it once was, but it's decent. And there's it's an really explosive the hold. Yeah, and the explosive hold here being a big, big plus as well. Mm-hmm. And then the Third and final highly recommended drop location is called Bardant Crossing. And Sounds this like is, a COD location. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so this is north of Caustic Treatment, below the South Watchtower. Um, unnamed on the map, but there is an explosive hold here. There mm-hmm. is a sniper tower here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a charge tower here, and there's decent loot. But the big reason for dropping here is the proximity to caustic treatment, mm-hmm. I think. The ability to third-party caustic treatment to get that early KP, to get those gold weapons, to be on the edge of the map is a huge plus. So if caustic treatment is free, land there every time. For if sure. it's not, really consider this spill-off location because you can go into it with gold attachments and your ultimates really, really quickly. Yeah, and... The best thing about a spot like Verdant is even if it, you know, a small POI, so there is the occasional drop where, yes, you won't get the good guns and the good attachments you were expecting even after using the explosive hold. Mm -hmm. There's still another unnamed POI, 
you know, on the edge of caustic treatment that you could go through before then heading the caustic treatment. So you almost have like a backup to the backup in terms of supplementing the loot, which is really nice because in the end of the day with ranked, the name of the game is decrease RNG. And the way you do that is decreasing 50-50s. And this is a really strong POI for doing so. Yeah. Circling back to rig and south of rig, because I think this is just such a great POI and it is hilarious that nobody drops here. Let's talk a little bit about taking combat here because it's one of our you know favorite spots to, to drop. We've done it a ton of times. If you are trying to take combat here, I have like I'm I'm craft a theory crafting for you, and then I'll let you walk me through how you would play it essentially. So drop on the unnamed POI. And you then take the zip lines over. And so you're kind of coming up on the high side of the POI. And then you have the middle center um, charge tower. And then you have the lower building ramp area uh, that leads into you know where antenna used to be, essentially. If the other team is on the lower building, do you take the risk of exposing yourself and moving to the charge tower area to take that height. I think that's the big question and big decision you have to make every time you're trying to attack this POI. Easy question. Good. Every single time, yes, you take that center. Even if they've already used the charge tower and you can't get that benefit, that is the most secure position here. Um, I think a lot of times people will actually be playing on that Mm-hmm. And it's hard to knock them off just because you have two uh, horizontal zip lines to get to it on the flanks, and then one vertical zip line on the back, which is probably impossible to get to coming <laughs> from the unnamed POI. Typically, the fight is going to be off of the highest building, the highest, the large building in the POI, and that platform. Having a legend like Octane, Pathfinder, mm-hmm. Valk can really make the difference in securing that middle ground but if you have it and the team is on the lower big building i consider that to be a wrap sweet 100 percent. i agree with you just want to lay out the game plan for the folks that are listening for sure <laughs> you know there's a lot of popular pois on king's canyon yeah um we're not really going to recommend landing at capacitor it's mm-hmm. a big POI. We love to rotate through it, get the charge towers, get the loop, but it is too big, too busy. Same with containment. It's just too busy, mm-hmm. too central. Um, you always are weighing the risk of landing more central and getting maybe some early KP, but certainly being a higher likelihood of being closer to the first ring yep. versus landing on the outside and having to make a longer rotation, which could be more dangerous. But you're not risking a 50-50. You can offset those long rotations with legend choice as well, which is a very nice tool to have. I think, yeah, those are our three kind of drop locations in general. But I will just say for Kings Canyon as a whole, like a good rule of thumb, if you're kind of like don't know where you want to drop and you like mixing it up is uncontested on the edge. Like that's kind of the goal when you're going into a Kings Canyon ranked game because you just don't like you, you you just rattled off all the great reasons for not going center essentially. So if you can find a POI, which a lot of them will do on the edge that supplement loot, caustic treatment's a totally great one. We love map room, you know, even you know, towards the north of the map now, the old artillery area. Like if it's uncontested, you'll find some success doing that. Yeah. And just to take a quick 360 
on the map and why maybe they weren't on our top three. Swamps, too spread out for me. Um, the winning Tamar tournament landed swamps, did mm-hmm. great. So, you know, it worked for them. There's a lot of good benefits there, but it's really spread out. So you do run the risk if it is contested. Hydro, not enough loot, I think, and also spread out. Repulsor, similar reason and probably contested. That's the entire eastern side of the map, apart from the ones that we've already mentioned. You go onto the western side, I don't really like anything. You're not going salvage because it's too central and it's maybe contested. Gauntlet is one of the most popular POI drops mm-hmm. in the world. Airbase is that spill off from Gauntlet, so you're running a risk there. And again, mm-hmm. it's pretty spaced out. Runoff, I don't think it has the loot quality um, to make it happen. And it's also a little bit too spread out and a really open rotation mm-hmm. uh, into the center. And then you go for the newer POIs like Crash Site. And they're very popular right now as well. I would mm-hmm. really like us to be able to drop Crash Site just because the loot is great and it's such a defendable position. Like, I'd love it if the ring shrank up there and totally. we landed there. Yeah. But I just I don't know if we're going to be able to snag it consistently enough. So mm-hmm. that's kind of... And artillery is kind of in that now. Yeah, it's in that. Um, yeah. And, and that's why I say... You gotta look for them to be uncontested if you're yeah. gonna go to those spots. Like if yeah, you're gonna hit sure. artillery, if you're gonna hit cross, if you're gonna hit spotted, and then I think you hit the other ones well. I think runoff maybe is the only one that's maybe a flex if it truly is uncontested. Like, yeah, you can have success there. I like runoff because it's a really rare charge tower on yeah, that side of the map. Totally. So you do have that benefit in ranked. And and don't sleep on broken relay either outside of rig. I mean, we like to rotate through it from rig, but if you need to drop there also, you got a beacon, you got an explosive hold, so you check a couple boxes. It's a good spot as well. We're going to talk about the map a little bit more and talk about power positions, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Walk us through now a little bit more in depth power positions on King's Canyon. It's not a topic we've gotten to talk about in a long time, and it's kind of like the core of the podcast as a whole, dating all the way back. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly is. So quick recap as to what is a power position. It's a location, often on high ground, where you have the cover and the vision to command a large area of the map. If you see a team there, you know it will be extremely difficult to knock them off and that they are a direct threat to you and your inferior location. Mm -hmm. King's Canyon has verticality that allows you to have power positions while Olympus objectively just does not. Mm -hmm. Um, The iconic King's Canyon walls at Repulsor, Artillery, and Airbase are very strong high ground positions that essentially must be played to secure late game victories. which means it's, it's a no-brainer. You know you have to go there, and if you're not there first, you're seriously running the risk of winning that game, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Um, all that means is that on King's Canyon, in ranked, you must scan survey beacons to secure late-game position in the very short 12-15 minute average mm-hmm. game times for KC. This doesn't really apply to where you're going to be dropping. Again, mm-hmm. this mostly is a rotational tip that if it is, if you, if you find out that it's going to shrink on the hill outside bunker 
or on one of the major walls or cage, you need to get there and you need to defend it. Do you need a defensive legend? Maybe not. It would Mm -hmm. be helpful, but the power positions are critical to winning games on Kings Canyon. It is truly crazy how almost every part of the map has them on this map though. Like, and that's kind of the crazy thing is that the power positions obviously change as the ring gets smaller. And so you sometimes have to make some calls and anticipate things, but like the top of market can turn into a power position in that map. If things are really shrinking down there, the POI outside of market, if you're up on top of the building, like that can turn into the power position for that area of the map on top of gauntlet. If it's shrinking there, airbase walls, like you mentioned on top of runoff on top of crash site, the artillery walls, the diving boards, like it is all height everywhere on this map. And so being able to predict and play the future of the ring is going to be huge because you never want to be the person that, oh man, the ring is shrinking salvage and I now have to push through the people that are either, you know, on top of that rock or on top of the huge, yeah. like the main middling tower and salvage. Like they're just going to have free shots on me the entire time as I rotate in. And so getting there ahead of schedule is going to be absolutely huge for climbing the rank and placing high in this map. Totally. And so how you're going to do that is probably with your legend choice and yep. your team comp. Couple things for Kings Canyon is number one, verticality is king on Kings Canyon. Mm-hmm. That means the Valkyrie, Horizon, Octane, Pathfinder are probably going to be pretty good bets just because you are moving more vertically than you are on most other maps. Mm-hmm. Survey beacons, like we said, very important. So any recon legend is going to get a, a buff on this map just based off the ranked point system and how important positioning is. Mm-hmm. Now, like we said about the power positions, high ground tends to be stronger than the late game buildings. So Watson is nice to have. Being able to put down that ultimate in order to protect yourself from area of effect bombardments and ultimates allows you to keep high ground without having to you know, barricade a building yeah. um, because it's not going to be in the final ring. Yeah. It's also a good bump for the rest of the defensive legends Mm -hmm. and that you know that the position is going to be everything defending that position is the top priority so Mm -hmm. having a cost of grandpart watson is going to be beneficial on this map yeah for sure and so we threw together a couple team comps kind of walk through the basics of why uh, we're kind of thinking about these ones specifically the first of which being valkyrie gibraltar and then Insert your favorite defensive legend here, Watson or Caustic. I think there's a strong argument for either or on the map. Henry and I, I believe, will personally lean towards Watson, at least at the start. But Caustic has made a ton of appearances in Kings Canyon ranked for good reason. He's very strong here. Uh, But this is just a very solid comp. It is Gibraltar for the flexibility that he always brings to the fight. Like Henry just mentioned, he's anti-high ground, but he's also got the defense in the bubble. Great pushes, closing gaps, take power positions easily. Valk is just going to be able to hit you with those long-range rotations, unlike any other legend in the game, which is something that is invaluable at this point. And then Watson Caustic, defend those power positions once you get there by using the recon and using Valk. Having a beacon legend is pretty much necessary on this map, and Valk is kind of our favorite one to get that done right now. The next comp we have is Valk, and then another movement legend, an Octane, a Pathfinder, or a Wraith, 
plus your defensive legend. And so what this is, is replacing your Gibraltar with a movement legend to say, okay, Valk, let's scan a beacon. You use your ability to get us to a location if need be, and then we'll use the Octane, the Wraith, or the Pathfinder to make kind of some of those more close range, but you know, you still need movement rotations to move your defensive legend to the next position. So you have a little bit more flexibility in this one where if you predict wrong, you don't have a beacon where you end up camping out at, and then the, the ring pulls the wrong way, being able to use Wraith or Octane or Path to kind of move there is going to be give you a little bit more flexibility to keep that defensive legend alive. The bubble's great to move from point A to point B, but not always 100% consistent in being able to do so. And then the last comp I'm going to throw at you is... A little bit more of an interesting one, a fun one, a flex one, and that is Gibraltar, Bangalore, and then another movement in Octane or Horizon. And so what we're looking at with this is probably a bit more of an aggressive comp, but a comp that offers the flexibility to kind of create cover in situations where they're not ideally in a good situation by using smokes to smoke off areas, using your dome to take fights and back out when uh, you normally wouldn't be able to, and then fitting in the octane for movement and fitting in the horizon for some verticality as well. I think this is kind of like your edge flex comp essentially, and it's going no recon. So you really are playing quite aggressively with this comp, trying to pick up KP around the edges of the map, probably not playing, or you're going center and then working your way out with this comp as well, uh, but definitely not hunkering down with this team. Any thoughts? Those are great. I, I definitely think those are going to work. The big, like, decision making that you need to make for playing on King's Canyon is where are you going to drop? Yeah. Because you may find that you don't need Valk in order totally. to make your rotations from where your drop location is. If you don't, that opens you up to include Bloodhound. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge strength. So, you know, when we're playing a proactive team comp that has the defensive capability in order to win the end ring, you don't always get to have the legends that you kind of want to play for combat. Like those Horizons, yeah. mm -hmm. like those Bloodhounds, like those Bangalores. Um, but if you can figure out how to rotate consistently from, mm -hmm. from your drop location, you can then you know make sacrifices. But mm -hmm. the fact remains that there are so many great recon legends that you can probably make one of them work in your team comp, whether you want to go defensive, whether you want to do long-range mm -hmm. rotations, whether you want to do you know, support and recon, you can typically work it into your composition. For sure. Valk is just so great in that she offers the beacon and mobility, which is yeah. something only Pathfinder did for a while there. And you know, now Valk kind of just does it in a more impactful manner. Uh, you know, sad for the pathy boy, but that's at least what the high-ranked players have recognized and done. The general pick rate does not reflect that, but that's what's reflected and ranked in ALGS. So definitely got to keep that in mind for sure. But walk us through the next step of your kind of decision-making in ranked and talk to us a little bit about the weapons you'll be choosing. So we're often asked, you know, what's the best weapon loadout what's for the meta? map? Mm -hmm. Yeah, What's the meta on this map? And I'll just start off by saying that you can use any weapon on any map. You know, any they're game. designed to be played on the map. So yep. it's not like, oh, you can't use snipers on this map because of X, Y, and Z. You can. We will talk a little bit about maybe what's the most efficient and why on mm -hmm. this map. Um, 
Kings Canyon is a map with a traditionally short mid-range game um, where or you're having a, a fast mid-game mm-hmm. of the different phases. You drop early game, you then fight in third party in the mid-game, and then the final game, you know, it's, it's a lot slower on Kings Canyon mm-hmm. because of the power positions. That, coupled with the fact that KC does not have multi-story urban centers, means that it isn't really the most close-range map of the four. That leads me to believe that the more ideal loadouts are going to be assault rifles, SMGs, and LMGs. The truth is, I'm probably always going to say that because (laughs) those are the most versatile weapons. Um, But based off of what I think this map is all about, it's about reacting. It's about being in the open and having those medium to close range fights that aren't peaking corners in a building, mm-hmm. going upstairs. It's just not really a, a thing on this map. Marksmen, snipers, pistols, and shotguns can certainly be effective as well, like I said at the beginning, um, but the versatility of having two fully automatic weapons on this map, I believe is per- per- uh, preferable, mm-hmm. except for maybe using the wingman in rank to conserve ammo, share those valuable attachments with your teammates. Yep, I think you hit it on the hit the nail on the head. It's uh, always ARs, SMGs, and LMGs. I think the mix in will for a lot of people that are you know masters and above is the shotgun life, and that just to me comes down to how much is Gibraltar being played, and that'll kind of be you know we'll we'll find out. Are there bubble fights left and right? Yeah, well then you're probably gonna want a teammate or two running a shotgun, but especially for these you know people that are climbing the ranks for the first time. Like trying to get in the diamond, like that's just not the name of the game at that level. And so at that point, so much more forgiveness, so much more approachability with the ARs, SMGs, and consistency. And that's kind of what's going to be very key for a lot of you folks to find success out there. But yeah, I think not sleeping on the marksmen and snipers on this map is big too because of the power positions at the end game. It's just such a fine line to walk of like, you know you're going to have height, and so you want to use the sni- marksmen and snipers to get the KP, but you also are probably going to have to at some point make that final drop down into the final mm-hmm. ring for that final really close-range combat fight. So it's not like, like if you're going to run a marksman or a sniper, it shouldn't be everyone on your team. Like you got to have people that are you know, ready for the close range engagement at the end. I mean, we always used to joke that like the, uh, you always had your Wraith, which would carry the, you know, R9 PK and wouldn't shoot until the, you know, last second of the game. And so there's definitely a little bit of that in King's Canyon with how the power positions play. Uh, but overall, just carry an R301 in a flat line and you'll be fine. <laughs> I agree. And then just tips, tricks about this map. I think yeah. the big, uh, deciding factors and the the difference makers on this map are the explosive holds which there are 15 of them on this map Mm -hmm. an incredible amount of high tier loot weapons a tad bit of ammo worthwhile every single day gonna be worthwhile to hit these up it is worth the grenade every single time i'm pretty adamant on that then the other thing is the charge towers they're not as uh spaced out as the explosive holds, there's only nine uh, charge towers of note on this map, and they're mostly concentrated on the eastern side, northeastern side of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of these cool map features make a massive difference to how you play. 
the loot rarity is next level on King's Cannon because of the explosive holds. And the charge towers allow those big, heavy-hitting ultimates like Gibraltar's mm -hmm. to be a lot more prominent. You know, you're able to drop, get those big ultimates, Caustics, Bangalores, Gibraltar's, Ramparts. We get those at the beginning. Then, you know, if you're a lifeline main, this is your map. Mm -hmm. You know, you are going to mm -hmm. be able to use that care package to the fullest. So use these map features, and they mm -hmm. will impact... The weapons that you choose, the legends that are effective, and you cannot ignore them. I agree. Well said. Play to the strengths of the map, and you're going to have some success. That's going to wrap up our rank guide, though. Thank you to our producer, the third party, Tanning Sport, to say over on Patreon. Hit the plus over on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>